Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul Podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is the 10th of May. Yesterday was Mother's Day in the U.S. and most of the world. I realize there's like a bunch of different Mother's Days going on out there, but, you know, happy Mother's Day to every mother every day. I mean, geez, moms and dads and people who support families, that's an everyday thing. It doesn't go away, so it's kind of fun to celebrate. So I hope you guys did, and today's show, this one is one of those shows that you think, why didn't we think of this earlier? Like, what made us wait till now? We're like living our lives, we're born, we play, everyone tells us what to do, how to walk, how to talk, how to eat, all of that is given to us. And nobody talks our emotions. If we cry, it's, oh, don't cry, and they try to get you to stop crying. Or if you're crying to get what you want as a young child, sometimes you're, you know, given a punishment or, you know, you have to go sit in a corner. Or why are you crying? Oh, you just want to get what you want, that type of thing. So we learn pretty early on. Eh, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe I shouldn't do that. And we we start to wonder if our reactions, if our emotions are okay, what's a good emotion, what do people like to hear, and what's a bad emotion, what, what emotion gets me in trouble every time I say something or do something that has to do with it. And then our emotions become this thing that feel complex to us because we're, we're not sure yet what kind of reaction we're going to get or why we're going to get it that way. How many times have you been super excited about something and someone's like, what are you so excited for? And then you go, oh, nothing. You just bury it. Because if you don't bury it, now you're feeling vulnerable. And nobody likes to feel vulnerable. That's the one emotion, I think, on the whole, that we tend to run away from. So what's going on with us not being able, not so much to manage our emotions, but to live with them? We're taught everything but how to deal with the one thing that makes our decisions for us every single day. And it makes life so much harder for all of us, and yet even with it being so hard, unless we have a like confidant or a therapist, 
we actually have nowhere to talk about it. So how do we just learn? Learn to maintain. Like I always say, my mom used to say it, and now I say it. But if you keep your house clean, all you have to do is maintain it. It's not like you let it all go and then you spend a month cleaning it because everything's piled up and in corners and, you know, you're like, oh, my God, I'm cleaning my house and it just feels so daunting. But if you keep it clean every day, it takes like 10 minutes. You just pick this up, you collect the trash. You don't pile stuff anywhere. It's like if you know you're not going to go back to something, you throw it out. If you start to realize there's clothes in your closet that you never use anymore, you give them away. Someone else would love them. Little things every day that you add and you grow into that infrastructure, that life that you live every day. You wake up, you do this, you do that, and now you're adding this. And at first it might feel weird. But then one day you will wake up and you will realize you just don't have that much to worry about. Isn't that crazy and cool? And you won't even know what's happening. You'll just be somewhere one day and you'll go, wow, I didn't worry about this or that for a long time. I didn't worry about it. I didn't even notice that I wasn't worrying about it. So how do you start? You don't have to sit and re-get to know yourself. You do know yourself. That's the thing. We don't act on what we know. We act on what we think other people know. Well, I can't tell them how I feel. And then we were even taught that the truth, the truth in itself, is not okay. We will hurt people with the truth. Our truth, their truth, any truth is too heavy. So let's just say we're fine. Let's just say it's okay. Let's just say yes when we want to say no. It keeps everybody off my back type of thinking. And I know we've been saying for years together that when you learn to say no, it gives yes so much more power. Because now the things you're saying yes to, you really want to do. And I know that sounds funny, but I have so many people, especially women, say, well, I have to do this because they really think that people will not like them if they are not serving them. So, of course, I ask, I always ask, how do we even begin to create a sense of being able to have workable go-tos when it comes to our emotions. 
because I've found over time, and now this year is 19 years, has already passed, I guess, in April. I can't believe we're in May, even though I say the date every day. That even after hearing everything we've heard and everything we know, we are faced with situations that stump us, that we go, oh, my God, what do I do with this emotion? How come I can't let go of this? Even though I understand it, how come I can't let go of it? And how do you really let go? Because people think if they say it, it will happen. And then they're super surprised that after they say it, it doesn't happen. And the answer was actually quite simple. Have a decision-making plan, not a reaction plan. And I thought, oh, my God, just saying that made my heart feel like I had a place to go. Well, what kind of decision will I make about this? Instead of reacting, because when we react to anything or anyone, we feel like we need something back. I'm angry, and now I want you to be angry too. I'm upset, and I need to share that. And if you are feeling angry or upset, and you meet someone else who's angry or upset, you're going to get in a, in a good argument. But if you feel empowered and strong and you can say, I haven't solved this yet. I haven't made a decision about this yet because I didn't drill down to my feelings yet. It gives our brain a mental direction that says, oh, I want to solve this, do this, I want to take care of this, and I'm looking for how. I looked up different mental maintenance, emotional maintenance, to see if I found that anywhere, because once I heard it, I knew that that is my filter question. Do I have a decision-making plan for this? Or am I reacting? Because once you can ask yourself that, you can begin to feel that sense of freedom that you are part of this. It is not just happening to you, poor thing. Me, poor thing. but it's teaching me. There's always that question, you know, why is this happening to me and not so-and-so? Well, it's happening to me because that needs to be my lesson. I need to learn another facet of being honest with myself 
importance to my own role in my own life and why am I drawing attention to these areas, whether I am doing it consciously or in a weird kind of hidden unconscious way where we don't want anyone to really know what we're after, but we're after it. We want to control the narrative, the situation. We want to force others to do or become what we need them to do or become. But if you ask a question, do I have a decision-making plan about these feelings or do I have a reaction and now I'm reacting and that's my plan? Because reacting usually involves the things that address fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt, and we all know that's our ego. And when we make a decision, we ask questions that we really want the answers to so that we can make the best decision. This has been truly, in in some ways, one of the most subtle, quiet, beautiful ways of looking at any situation in your life. I'm right here. I want to be here. How do I get there? Because all we need to thrive is direction. It's when we don't have direction when we're trying to force an outcome that we feel anxious, that we feel left behind, that we feel alone, that we feel lonely, that we feel isolated, because all of those feelings do not grow our souls. They hold them back. They hold them back. And then we start to spin. We're turning around in circles. And then we say, why doesn't anything ever work out for me? Where do these sayings come from? They come from a reaction and not a decision-making plan. Because there's a bigger end game to this filter question. And that is self-accounting. Did I really do that? Did I really say that? Did I really need that? Did I really ignore my instinct? Did I really hurt that person's feelings? Why would that person say, do, want, or repeat that? It all goes back to why is this happening to me and not to Joe or Jane? What things were set into play? What things were set there that I even had a hand in setting up? When we can start to answer those questions, the hardest questions, 
Why did I get in an argument with my husband? Oh, wait, I was mad at him from two days ago, never said anything, held it in, and then when he did something totally unrelated, I acted like I was mad at that when I really didn't care because I needed to just unload the anger I felt a couple of days ago that I could not feel justified in feeling because it was my emotions, and now I I can say it's because of this. And then I start throwing in the other day in the middle of that argument. How many times have we heard those stories or seen them coming? And yet, it's because we have a reaction plan, not a decision-making plan. If we had a decision-making plan, that same thing would look like, hey, I'm really upset about this. Why am I making a decision to hang on to that feeling I'm really upset about? And my reaction is going to be to hold on now and punish later. Why would I do that? Oh, because I'm not good at facing my emotions. What if I did something different this time and said, Hey, John, this really upset me. You coming home late from work every night doesn't feel right. Is there something I should know? Is there anything you need to tell me? Because I'd rather hear what your reasoning is than the reasons that are running through my head right now. Imagine if you just say that, because that is the truth. Without accusing, without anything. The only thing that happened was the routine of the day has changed. You know it and they know it. It's not like you're telling them anything new. And you're not accusing anybody of anything. All you're saying is, is there anything I need to be concerned about? And they will say yes or no. There's two reasons to just say that kind of truth and have a plan. If I face adversity, let me ask questions so that that can help me understand how to make a decision. Do I worry about it? Don't I worry about it? Why would I worry about it? And then they tell you, oh, well, I have this project and I keep thinking I'm going to finish it and I'm not. And then that person being late is no longer an issue. You understand you can support. You can take over the duties that they'd normally do for that week. Instead of waiting till you're upset. And then saying, so why are you always late from work? And they're like, hey, wait a minute. I just thought we were arguing about taking the garbage out. Yeah, we were, but now I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm already mad at you. And why are you doing this? And now we're pointing fingers, and there we go. We all know where that's going. Even just asking someone, is there anything I need to be concerned about is different than an accusation. And if you have in your heart 
to wanting to have a decision-making plan rather than a reaction plan, you will save yourself so much emotional grief because our minds can run away with us. The minute we're feeling sad about anything, ego tries to come in and add guilt to it, add control to it, add fear to it, add doubt to it. The minute we're vulnerable, it tries to give us one of those too-good-to-be-true answers. Like, poor thing, go sit in that corner and weep for a year. Hold in that anger. You give them a piece of your mind. You show them that you're better than they are. You show them that you are smarter than they are. You keep copying other people. Don't be yourself. If those people buy a nice car, you go out and you buy a better one. You show them. And you weren't even thinking of getting a car. But now you're thinking of getting a better car than your neighbor. Because once we start listening to ego, that's the little trail that takes us, that makes us feel like we are chasing our tails. If you fight with your spouse, oh, everybody is. You wouldn't be normal if you didn't. Yeah, there's some truth to that. But you don't have to fight. You don't have to react like that on a dime. Just have to know that you want to make a decision to have a decision-making plan in the things you are choosing to do and to give your time to. We don't get many directional answers. We get a lot of good sayings that say things like, hey, one change has to happen before another can. And then we say, yeah, but what does that mean exactly? Well, it means that the changes that you make help you get direction. People who eat too much, they want a way to stop doing that. And then they start looking for diets. But at the end of the day, just don't eat as much. I know we need structure. I know we need plans. But we also know the truth. We also know ourselves. We know better. By now, we, we can feel when we're taking ourselves down the, I'm going to appease you, soul, instead of, I'm going to work with you, soul. Today, I was writing in the morning prior to the show to someone who showed me a tape of Palestinians because my parents are from there. I was born in Chicago, but I'm Palestinian. And I always think to myself, well, what does that even mean? Everybody is born into something 
geographically, emotionally, physically. And we have found a way to make it all different in anyone who's different to someone who isn't, whatever, whoever the non-different person is. We forget that we're all different. So now we have to take each group of people and say, we matter. All matter. We're all different. We're all going to be different. And I, I know in other countries, if you go to Italy, they're all Italian. And if you go to Spain, they're all Spanish. If you go to Ireland, they're all Irish for the most part, the majority of people that live there. But when you come to the United States, you have to ask people what they are. You're not sure. There's a lot of mixing. So one person can say, well, I'm a quarter this and a half that and a third this and my mom is this and my dad is that and that makes me a mutt. And they come up with all these terms because we no longer know what difference in them to pick on. So now we're down to the obvious difference. Well, you look like these people. So as I was hearing about some of the things that happened, and now I guess everybody's getting their turn on injustices and things that aren't okay, Christ said, hmm, truth is patient, and everything else is not. So I thought, well, I get that, but what's an example of that? What's an example of truth is patient and everything else is not? And the truth is, everything you have ever done, everything I have ever done, no matter how different I was, no matter what country my parents came from, no matter what country I was born in, no matter who I know and don't know, no matter how I deal with fear, I know deep inside of me the truth. I know when I'm hurt when I say something. I know when I'm upset and I pretend I'm not. I know when I'm not upset and I'm free of that and how that feels. I know when something's wrong and I see it on the news. I know that I have impatience, so I choose lesser decisions than I should have. I know when I've said something and pretend I didn't. I know when I've done something and tried to sell that I did not. I know when I don't take care of myself and when I do. We all already know. And when we go into that place of denial, I didn't say that, I didn't do that, and we try to convince others because we cannot convince ourselves. I didn't study for that test before I took it. Instead of, I studied so hard, I can't believe I failed it. They, they, they're asking hard questions. I can't believe the stuff they asked for in that test. And we have all these reasons why 
We didn't pass the test. But deep inside, we know we waited too long to study. And the truth just sits there until we say that. Hey, I waited too long to study. Hey, I was mad at them anyway. They were just a moving target. That saying about waste makes haste or haste makes waste. Need it now. I want it now. I won't be happy till I get it, whatever it is. Truth is patient and everything else is not. Decision-making is patient and reactions are not. Isn't that the coolest thing? What a way to start Monday, you guys. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow morning. Have a great start to your week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.